let's get tonight's episode started. Welcome to the Bare Bones Podcast with our Bare Bones family, Nikki. What's up? And Wes. What's up, what's up? <laughs> so, tonight we're going to kick off the show. Um, Wes wants to know, what are some of you guys' favorite food out there? So, Wes, I'll go ahead and I'm going to give it over to you. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, food is like my favorite most favorite subject well second most favorite subject we won't get into my first but it's all good but let me tell you <laughs> don't start your shit early on in the show <laughs> i have to get I, I gotta have to start i'm gonna start laughing for a little bit because we about to get serious now food shoot that's something i don't play with I love me some food. Food is truly one of my greatest passions. Now, for some people, it's like, okay, they they eat just so they can live. For me, food is an art form, and I got I to gotta enjoy and experience the best of the best that's out there. So um, when it comes to food, I, I just have a curiosity, you know, and so I felt that it was a cool idea to, you know, find out what people's favorite foods are like. Because it kind of gives people some insight into, you know, what are your what are the things that you feel that are tasteful? You know, what what are your taste buds like? So, so for me, I'm starting out with steak. Okay, steak is absolutely something I love. I, I don't think I'll ever be a vegetarian. I apologize <laughs> to anybody who was um, who knows that I'm single and y'all want to date and all that. Look, I'm gonna have to have me some steak. I'm sorry. You gonna so have to steak cook that man some meat. For real, I need some meat. I'm sorry. That protein, that steak, ain't nothing like it. So, especially if it's done right. How do you like it? Um, it depends. Like meat, I like sometimes I like medium and I like medium well. I when I was younger, I used to love, you know, well done all the time, but I've come to appreciate the fact that um when it's much more tender, it's juicier and tastier when it's done medium to medium well so mm-hmm. yeah so uh that's 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 my that's my thing for steak so what let's talk about you guys oh my god what i like to eat like for me because i guess my caribbean background i love rice so i like for steak to be paired with rice and some type of vegetables such as like maybe asparagus or um uh, I like uh, certain potatoes, like certain mashed potatoes, if it's seasoned well. Garlic mashed potatoes I like. Um, red hot potatoes I like. Uh, but yeah, some um, some type of vegetable. Um, again, asparagus, green beans. It varies. Um, I can go go to town on different types of vegetables that I like. <laughs> okay, so if I had to choose. I don't want to be the typical Louisiana girl, but <clears throat> it would be a boil. Crawfish, shrimp, potatoes. I don't eat corn on the cob. Um, and sausage and a boiled egg and onions. That'll be my go-to. But like uh, as for cooking-wise, I'm a pasta girl. I love okay. everything that has to do with pasta. Sweet. That's what's up. Okay. Love that. Okay, let's see. Oh, okay, y'all. Like, I used to have... Okay, so my favorite food used to be, like, a Cajun pasta or, like, an Alfredo or, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but since I've been like traveling and had the chance to experience food like in a lot of different places and stuff like that I'm gonna have to say I probably have probably Caribbean food Mm -hmm. Mm, probably Caribbean either Caribbean or South American Mm -hmm. yes Um, yes that's probably like some of the best food I've had in a long time and like personally if I had to say like cooking wise like what I like to cook Mm -hmm. um I like smothering shit Mm -hmm. I think I was a serial killer in a past life (laughs) I like I like smothering stuff so like I I don't eat pork anymore I don't cook pork the the most pork you'll get out of me is like a little bit of bacon here and there Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. eat like pork chops pork steaks pork all that shit pork loin all that stuff Mm -hmm. I don't eat that anymore shit loins no never (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Back in the day, I used to fuck some chitlins up, but not anymore. I like tripe too. Mm-hmm. I like tripe. You still eat tripe today? Um, I haven't had it in years. Oh. It's probably been like maybe like maybe eight, nine, ten years since the last time I had some tripe. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Um, but um, I like all some other chicken a lot. Um, I like making. I I make brownfish stew. Like how the Jamaicans mm. make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'll make that a lot. Um, mm. I like cooking different stuff. I make a mean Mexican lasagna. Ooh. Not ready for oh, you. Colon wow. to be cleaned out. Don't eat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. So my rule on food, I will try it twice. If it don't meet what y'all say you do it ain't mm-hmm. for me okay I lie yeah. I'm gonna try it one time <laughs> you'll try it one time <laughs> yes I, like I yeah. really love trying different foods because like you said food brings you to a different ethnicity it tells you a lot about how people grew up and it food really brings people together so I mean I don't mind trying things I'm not gonna say oh that's nasty if I Never mm-hmm. tried it, you know. So I'm yeah, always down yeah. with trying things. I always yeah. been like that too. But I think growing up in a country family made me like that because they'll feed you some stuff and they'll refuse to tell you what, what it, it is, is. It's eating you. Really? Oh you my god! <laughs> like my and grandma. then like because they really want a genuine reaction. Like they don't want to tell you like what it is and then you don't eat. And then you know kids is picky anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. They'll like fix you a plate and you'll be eating it. And then you're like, oh my God, that chicken was so good. Girl, that wasn't no chicken. But what the hell was that? <laughs> and then like they'll tell you, oh, that was a possum. Oh, that was a raccoon. Oh, that was like, and like, you know, wow. you're eating all these wild ass animals. That's what I'm saying. My uh, grandmother, she's no longer uh, alive, but she used to cook this meat. And I was like, Grandma, you can cook that meat again. And she was like, okay. I never knew what it was because she would never tell me until she passed away and I asked everybody and they and they told me it was Smother Rabbit and till this day I still want that taste. <laughs> wow, that's rabbit interesting. Good, girl. I will fuck some rabbit. Ooh, like a lot yeah. of people be like, oh I don't eat wild stuff. I don't eat wild game. Give me some ducks, some deer, some rabbits, some look, nah, let look, me tell y'all by choice. Right. <laughs> it's some good choice. beef meat though. But my dad, 
Uh-huh. My dad is one of those people. He'll like fire up the pit and do like a crawfish ball and stuff. And you swear to God, you tearing up some turkey necks and fuck around and that's some raccoon fingers or something. Like you, <laughs> wow. like, he's one of those people that oh, like wow. you be tearing so cool. food up and then all of a sudden you be like, what's that? And he be like, oh, that's a raccoon. Me and my partner went hunting the other day. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no wow. sir, no sir. I have a refrigerator full of uh, deer sausage right now for my Ooh. dad. Oh wow, wow! I know that's gonna be some good stuff right mm-hmm. there. I got Real the jalapeno deer sausage because uh, they they kill they they kill the deer and then they basically take it to like a processing plant so that they use yeah. the whole entire deer. And so that's like, so cool. I got some deer ground meat. I got some jalapeno deer sausage. I got some smoked deer sausage. I got some fresh deer sausage. Yo, um, that sounds some, amazing. All types of stuff. Cause, now, cause let me tell you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But uh, I was going to tell you, um, I love to make pasta. So one of the things that I like to put in my pasta is turkey kielbasa. But in light of what you just said, oh my God, I could just imagine making the deer sausage with the pasta that I'm making, how I season it. That that would be off the chain. Time I just out. made a spaghetti with the deer ground meat uh, not too long. Yes. Maybe about a month ago, I yeah. made a spaghetti with the deer ground meat. I got to ask my oh, dad to man. give me some more because uh, I want to make a chili with it. Oh, that sounds amazing. It just takes on seasoning so much better. But what, mm-hmm. you, what mm-hmm. did you say you put in your pasta? Turkey kielbasa. So it's like a turkey sausage. Okay. And um, it's uh, it's it's very good. It's very good. It's like a very thick sausage, but it's all turkey. Mm-hmm. And they call it turkey kielbasa. And, um, you know, I, I season it up. I cut up, you know, the peppers, the onions, all of that stuff. And... You know, different types of seasoning I put in there, and I kill it. I kill me some turkey kielbasa pasta. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love me some pasta now. Now, you know yeah. what's funny to me? Okay, so we're talking about, like, just wild game, like, stuff like that. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much, like, people kind of, like, up north in the major cities up north don't really get stuff like that or don't really see stuff like that like they i guess mm-hmm. i guess because they're in like a major city up north they don't really think about i guess the process of how these animals get to them or like how mm-hmm. people go about eating these animals so yeah. my grandfather before he passed away he was like he would hunt like all him all his brothers all his partners like they would like that's what they did they would just go out hunters yeah so Mm -hmm. my grandmother and like a lot of the women on that side of the family they're used to cooking like wild game like wild stuff so like that's normal to us growing up seeing that i even have one one of my uncles he owns like a little farm like we used to go and get in trouble for tormenting his animals all the time so he has like a big old pig pen with these huge hogs in it right but Uh every now and again they'll pick a hog and slaughter it and like they use every part of the hog like from Mm -hmm. the head on down they use Uh every part of the hog and then they'll like call the whole family in to come and get some of it and take it home or whatever Mm because like i mean these hogs are huge i'm talking like 500 600 700 pounds oh my god um my my dad's oldest brother he lives in new jersey he works in new york he started dating um a haitian girl who 
grew up in New York. So she's okay. not used to seeing stuff like that. So the first time he brought her down was actually one of the weekends they were going to slaughter a hog. And they happened yeah. to be at my uncle's house while they were slaughtering the hog. And we showed up uh-huh. like afterwards, right? So yeah. <laughs> we get there and she like pulls me to the... She's like traumatized. She's like, Kyla, I ain't never seen no barbaric shit like that in my fucking life. She was like, girl, your uncle went out there on that porch with that gun, picked the pig he wanted, shot it between the eyes, went out there with his bare hands, grabbed that hog by the mouth, drug it in the house, put slapped it on the table, and proceeded to rip its head open with his bare hands. I've never seen no shit like that in my life. I don't ever want to eat pig again. I am traumatized. Oh I've never That's seen hilarious. that happen. That's funny. Oh my God. And it's so funny, um, Kyla, you mentioned that she's Haitian. Because let me tell you about my experience in Haiti, okay? So... It must have been around Thanksgiving time. And I was staying for two years. My parents sent me down to Haiti. I was four years old. I spent two years in Haiti, came back. But um, but I was by my, you know, I was with the family. It was a, a Christian family out in a Port-au-Prince, which is like the capital of Haiti. So they lived in a pretty decent home, a gated house and all that kind of stuff. In their backyard, they had a turkey, okay? And they were going to kill the turkey. I watched and experienced for the first time in my little life how they chopped the head of a freaking turkey and how that turkey went flying around the backyard, okay, (laughs) with its head cut off, okay? I ain't never seen nothing like that, okay? But it's so funny. It did at first. Yeah, it did scare me a little bit. I wasn't trying to get near it, but... That was that was a early experience of wow, this is how you kill meats. This is how you eat meats. Did it deter me from eating turkey? No. <laughs> I tore that turkey up. Lying I tore that turkey time. up afterwards. But yeah, that was crazy to me. Like, oh my God. A a live animal, its head gets cut off and it can still move. That blew my mind. Chickens do the same thing. If you don't wring their neck all the way, like when you go to wring their neck, like <laughs> they'll run around with basically like a snap neck and you have to finish the job. You don't do it all. That is crazy. But yeah, this turkey was flying though. That's what freaked me out. <laughs> that thing was flying. I was like, oh my God. That's what it's saying. So around like a chicken with his head cut off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, but wow, it's interesting that she's Haitian, but because she was domesticated here in the United States, she ain't never she was never used to nothing like that. You know what people do? But like we went out to eat at like a seafood restaurant during during her uh-huh. stay here or whatever, and she like got salad. She was like, "I'm not eating meat no more." She was like, "That." <laughs> she was like, "I've never." She's, seen she went vegan after like, that. My life. She like that was like that's some, hilarious said, i thought we was hard in new york y'all hard out here because that was some real life god that's hilarious oh man look that sounds pretty traumatic though i mean look at what she described yo that's pretty hard stuff though come on now i was like i don't know but she was like kyla i have never she said you you've seen your uncle rip a pig head open with a bare hand before i was like 
That's crazy. She was like, Kyla, it was with his hands. Like, he didn't. <laughs> he grabbed that thing by the jaws and just ripped his head open. Like, that's wild, yo. Your uncle's straight up hard, yo. That's hard stuff right there. I couldn't do that. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I could do that. Yeah, I could, I could shoot it in the head. Yeah, I could shoot something in the head. I ain't no problem. But uh, ripping the head off, come on now. That's a whole, now, different, that's a whole kids, other level. As kids, it traumatized us as a di- in a different kind of way. Because, like, we all animal lovers, like, on that side of the uh-huh. family or whatever. So, like, yeah. they would, like, do messed up stuff. Like, let us, like, name an animal. Or, like, let us, like, <laughs> keep it. And next thing you know, we eating it and shit. So, wow. Like, right. It was stuff like that, like that. It traumatized us in a different kind of way because we would get attached to the animals. Like when I say we would sneak over on his property and like chase his chickens, and we would catch them all and paint their toenails, and like he would Aww. get pissed. Like he would come knock at my aunt's door and be like, "Keep those little girls off my property! All my chickens running around with red toenails now." <laughs> that is hilarious! Oh my goodness. That is so cool. That's crazy. Those experiences, though, those experiences are a lifetime. That stuff you'll never forget. Like, really? I'm like, I be like, children nowadays are so soft. They so mm-hmm. soft. Yeah. We used to play near the bayou and try to catch alligators. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so cool. That so, is so cool. Let's y'all. segue into our next segment. Which, um, so we're going to talk about the incident that happened in Orlando, um, where the 14 year old boy fell off of one of the drop rides. Yeah. It was called the, um, the free fall at the Icon Park. Um, Uh he fell to his death. I also did some research that says the max amount of weight that was allowed per person is 287 pounds. Um, Mr. Tyree Sampson, that's his name, he uh, was six foot five and 340 pounds. Oh. Wow. That changed. So what I had been reading was that um, they said that he basically all the other rides turned him down because he was too big. But this ride, the operators let him get on for whatever reason. Um, I don't know how exactly to feel about this. Recently, I read that the park was trying to say that the seat was still locked even when he fell off but I think he just slipped out because it wasn't all the way down I think the seat locked back down once it jerked him off that's what I think like once he came out of it if it did happen to go up it probably came right back down once the ride jerked because that's how they actually lock Mm -hmm. they just like push down and it's locked so if it did happen to come back up come up for him to come out of it it i feel like once the ride jerked it probably closed it um 
the part that bothered me the most at this whole um this whole storyline well not storyline but the way it happened his friends that was riding next to him they said that he basically was saying if I don't make it tell my mom and dad I love them because it doesn't seem like I'm gonna make it like I'm not this but if that's the case, well, I mean, I understand he was just a 14-year-old kid, but I would have just been like, let me off. But, okay, so rides like that, when people are like, let me off, let me off, let me get off, let me get off, they don't listen to you because they just think, <laughs> they just think you're scared. Like, going into Six Flags, there's people like, never mind, never mind, never mind. They not finna wait on you for you to get off the ride and all that stuff. You already locked in. We already checked you. Time for the ride to go. Which I'm not saying it's good, but. And then also I seen a video where like one of his friends who was on the ride with him was like asking the man questions about why the ride was like, why the seats were built the way they was built. Because he was like, why they don't have a little in-between thingy and mm -hmm. like the part that snapped in the middle. And I couldn't hear what the ride operator said back to him, but that's like, I'm like, okay, well, if y'all was asking all these questions beforehand, that means something didn't sit right with y'all. Yeah. But as kids, you don't think about that until it's too late. On top of that, I don't know if you actually watched the video, but um, I actually, it looks like the, um, they checked everybody except him. Like they pushed on the ride. I mean, on the everybody's thing except him. I'm not saying that they didn't, but based on the video, they didn't press on his seat or his chest thing. To me, though, in the video, the way it looked like, it didn't even look like his was like down. Locked. Yeah, like it didn't. It looked like it was just sitting on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my thing is, y'all knew that that child was too big for that ride. So if y'all knew he was too big for the ride, why not just tell him, I'm sorry, you can't get on the ride, you're too big for the ride. But then also, I started thinking, in today's climate, would it have been a damned if you do or damned if you don't situation? Because the way they try to turn everything into a shaming or a whatever, you know, I'm like, because me and my boyfriend was having this conversation mm -hmm. and I was like in today's climate when you tend to tell somebody oh you too big for that or you weigh too much for that or you can't fit in this or you can't do this because of your weight now it turns into a you're trying to shame me because of my weight you're trying to shame me because of my thing so if it had been one of those situations where he'd have never been able to get on any of the rides that night because he was told he was too big would they have still ran to the press and been like oh the park was trying to shame my kid because he's he, because of his weight or whatever when in actuality it's just a safety precaution and i was like looking at the people that was running that particular ride they all look kind of young like mm -hmm. they all look like they were like teenagers maybe mm -hmm. so I was like it could have been they was just scared to say something yeah but if you say you read that everybody else <clears throat> told him something it shouldn't have been no different there either so honestly I, I, I kind of feel like if 
if I'm okay, so we go to Six Flags and the Wonder Woman, you know that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you gotta be a they even have like a seat outside of the ride. So if it's a seat outside of the ride, so if you can't fit in this seat, don't even get in line. Basically. I can't get on that ride for nothing because my chest too big. For nothing in the world. Like, even when I was younger, I could not get on the Wonder Woman. Okay. So, in big, big parts like that, it's like, stand here. Are you this height? Uh, step up, like water parks. They make you step on this this scale. Um, you don't meet the criteria. You can't, you can't get on. Or things like that. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why it wasn't um, put in place at this particular part but I I also don't fault anyone you I don't know if that makes sense because if you see everybody around you see looking a certain way I understand you young and all that stuff but mine don't look like that I don't think I should get on or even I I'm not gonna say I don't fault anyone I'm gonna say everyone was wrong from listening to what I'm saying myself because he should have went on his side and was like no my seat don't look like everyone else I don't feel who were the adult- wasn't he with his friend's parents <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure I only seen the video of- I don't think his parents was there no. from what I was like gathering he mm-hmm. was there with friends whose their parents took them hey yo I'm back I'm sorry <clears throat> I pushed something by mistake <laughs> It's okay. So yeah, that's what I was reading. I was reading that he was there with friends and the friends' parents took him. Oh. So mm. if that's the case, as adults that are supposed to be watching, watching. these other people's kid, mm-hmm. y'all should have been the ones to make sure he met all the criteria to be on the ride too. I feel like I feel like it was a lot of a lot of steps that was missed on a lot of people's parts. Yeah. It was a perfect storm. Uh, wow. Yeah, I actually, um, when you first mentioned it, um, Nikki, and before I jumped off, the part that I heard was that he was six foot five and how many pounds? Um, 380. And what was the threshold um, for that ride? Seven. Okay. So my question is, how is somebody six foot five, 340 pounds and 14 years old? He's a big 14 year old. He's a football player. When I first saw him, I was like, that's a that's a big kid. That's a big 14-year-old. Yeah. I thought he was like at least 17 or 18. But you know, but, kids these days, they overgrown. That's amazing. <laughs> to be 14 years old and six foot five. That means he's yo, not that's even crazy. Yeah, he's like grown. freaking giant. He's like a freaking giant, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's so unfortunate that obviously some protocols were not met the protocols that should have been in place 
may not have been in place because uh, thousands of people go through that Icon Park. I'm at Icon Park almost every week. Not there per se, but there's a spot that I eat near there, which is directly across the street from it. It's on International Drive. But um, thousands of people are getting on those rides. And so this was just a... It's a huge, it's a park. Yeah, it's an actual, it's its own park. They got a Ferris wheel there. It's the most lit up part of Orlando at nighttime. If you're driving on I-4, if you see the colorful Ferris wheel and real colorful tall structures, that's Icon Park. You can mm-hmm. see it from miles away. So um, it's, and they, the, um, the actual Ferris wheel, they call it the eye of Orlando because it's like a giant eye at night. You know that's lit up so um but yeah it's a very popular park uh very well very visible but again i was frequented by thousands of people probably on a daily basis so it's so unfortunate that um in this case i'm learning the facts that you just pointed out pretty much tell me the reason why he fell because the ride wasn't designed to handle somebody that at that weight and so so the ride couldn't hold him no more based on the you know the centrifugal force you know it's a it's a freaking science to this stuff so if they tell you 280 some odd pounds please don't try to don't try to risk it when you 290 you know so i had to run that's so unfortunate 340 340 pounds Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a big boy right there. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, and you know what was interesting to me because just a couple of days later, I noticed that that ride was on, back up and running. I was like, "Hold up, y'all! Wait a minute! This boy, this boy just died. How y'all? How's that investigation over that quick?" It's just it probably made people want to ride it more. It's the thrill of wow. it. Wow, that's so crazy. But yeah, that ride was up and running in no time. I don't know. It's unfortunate. I do feel like the family does have a case. I feel like the park is going to fight them. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Based off the statements that the park has released so far, saying that, oh, yeah. well, when we checked the seat after he fell, the belt was still locked in. That's basically like saying, well, he was locked in. He just slipped out somehow. So... I feel like the park is gonna fight him. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go quietly or easily like a lot of other places would, and just uh-huh. you know settle. Yeah, I they said they're they gonna fight it. They have um, someone looking into it, basically um, seeing if it's possible. So they're using basically uh, dummy dolls to sure. basically see. They're trying to simulate what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's so sad, mm. man. Very, very sad. Mm-hmm. That is horrible. I saw the video and um, I, I it was it was horrible. And what killed me was I was like, he almost made it all the way down. He did. He did. He, he almost did. made it all the way down. Like he probably fell. I'm gonna say probably somewhere between like thirty and forty feet. Oh my god. He almost made it all the way back down. Yeah, because even watching the video, that ride was high. It was very high. Oh, it is very high. Mm -hmm. 
Hello? Hello? Feet high. Can y'all hear me? We can hear you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I can hear you now. Yeah. Yes, it was 430 feet high. Um, oh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a high ride. They went all the way to the top. And he didn't hmm. fall off till it was almost to the ground because they only had a little bit left for the other people to hurry up and jump off. Mm-hmm. Wow. My curiosity is how he got it's like I don't get it. Is it that because of his height, um, you know, because six foot five is a is a tall person and I don't know what rides are even able to handle that. Height is also an important factor, I'm sure, when they design these rides. So I don't know if it's the height um factor that caused for him to get jump out of the ride somehow you know because if the seat was still intact if the belt the harness was still intact how did he get out you know but baby because of his height he just slipped out somehow i think once there's a thorough investigation of the park and their procedures and I'm yeah. pretty sure they're going to do like some recreations and yeah, you know, simulations yeah reenactment um, probably have mm. the weights I mean the scales at the at the each ride mm-hmm. just to make sure hey no oh they're definitely going to have some controls in place going Me forward because that's I would feel like the park is shady anyway because an incident happened on your property where you're basically responsible for the safety of the people that are getting on and off these rides yep. as as the park itself to sit there and want to fight this family I don't I don't trust that mm-hmm. and, and for for um, West to say this park is packed all the time yeah it's a very busy spot because it's the, the middle of I drive yeah it's it's a, it's like and a I've big tourist like, destination you know, hotel right across from there last year like it was it's and i mean it it lights up at night like ooh, i can see yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's right in the middle of i drive in the middle of all the action that's it's a big it's a big uh you know it's a, it's the most visible attraction on international drive so yeah that's really sad it's horrible my heart goes out to that entire family so it didn't have to keep watching it online yeah keep posted on the progress yeah girl i don't see i don't see people's sick fascination with wanting to see horrible shit like that like the amount of people that was commenting like once the video because the video was on facebook and then it got deleted or whatever and all you had was like still shots like mm-hmm. pictures and people were in the comments like tag me in the video if you find the video send it to me send me the video why would you want to see that yeah i didn't want it's see funny it. i didn't go it's looking funny for you said somebody that. like yeah. my boyfriend showed it to me he was like yeah. Did you see that boy falling and i was like i don't want to see that and he was like no you gotta i was like no i don't want to see that like i don't understand people's Sick fascination mm-hmm. and wanting to see shit like that. I do not see that. that. Yeah. That's like I haven't seen it. People kept sharing those uh cartel videos all over Facebook back in the day. Like it was like maybe around I want to say 2012, 2011, 2013, around that oh, time before Facebook started getting yes. 
before mm-hmm. Facebook really started getting regulated, regulated. Like, uh, it was like, why are y'all sharing this? Who wants to fucking see this shit? I do not want to see these people chop this woman's head off because she owed them mm. money. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Facebook used to be the Wild Wild West, Lord. Wow. It still is. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's funny. I'm in Orlando. Go ahead. I was going to say, we're going to segue into um, the Royce um, Royce's uh, sexual assault charge that she's taking on behalf of her son. Um, we're going to segue into that segment. Um, Royce is the baby mama of um, the White Howard. White Howard. Which I never knew. <laughs> Yes, girl. I have a lot to say about it, but I want to go ahead and let you say your your piece first. So, in case you haven't heard the story, um, Royce Reed, uh, she's she was a dancer or whatever. She has a kid with uh, Dwight Howard, as Kyla said. She um she is serving time for child endanger endangerment because her son admitted um to sexually assaulting her boyfriend's younger son. Um, he said this, their son name is Brightland. He's 13. Um, he said he did it two times. He think he has anger tr- triggers that makes him act out sexually. So they put him in some type of uh, helping home and she still allowed the her son to stay at home with her boyfriend's son and he end up touching him so so okay from what i get i've been reading about all of this this isn't his first time doing this yeah he's been in trouble before and had a already open case for his previous incident where he made a, I think it was a six-year-old or something like that, um, jerk him off. And then with her boyfriend's kid, he made him give him fellatio. So, so it's the other, it's the other way around. The first, the one before the boyfriend gave him head and then, (laughs) um, the boyfriend's son jerked him off. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Um, this is my thing. One, is he okay? Because clearly he's not okay. And in studying stuff like this, typically children just don't randomly act out sexually. Something yeah. like yeah. There had to be some kind of abuse. Because yeah. it's some type of either they've seen it somewhere, they've learned it from somewhere, they've had it happen to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, where is he getting this from? And exactly. um, I want to shout out Tasha K. She's one of my favorite bloggers on YouTube. She brought up a really good point when she covered this subject a couple weeks ago. Um, she brought up how I don't know if you guys have ever seen it I don't know if y'all watch basketball like that but Dwight Howard basically assaults his teammates yeah. all the fucking time mm-hmm. 
Mm. Like, he'll grope them, he'll touch them inappropriately, like, real quickly, and then, like, play it off as a joke. It has also Mm. been said, I don't know if y'all follow, like, rumors and shit, but it has also been said that he's into transsexuals. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, that's been, that's something that's been being said for years before social media was what it is today. Like, it's always mm. been, like, an underlying rumor that he messes with transsexuals on the cool. Yes. Mm. There was even a transgender that came out and said that she um, has had sexual relations with Dwight Howard before. I think this was like maybe I want to say about three or four years ago she came mm. out and exposed him um, but nobody really paid it any mind because it was like she might be lying or whatever but that's not the first time these type of allegations have been made against him on top of the weekly clips you gotta see on ESPN every week of him fucking grabbing, grabbing somebody yeah. his teammates by the balls and shit and crazy shit like oh that. Oh my god! So, yeah. And people. Just how do all the players react? I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, basically, you can see it on. You know, they can't really do too much, but you can see it on their face. Like, bro, don't play with me like that because you can really that get fined. That's crazy. For like doing. people play it off as him, yeah. like, oh, he just trying to get in their head, mm-hmm. or he just trying to throw them off a game, or. I'm like, there's other ways to do that than grabbing another grown man's <laughs> dick. Like, that's that weird is not to me cool. that that's your goal. That is not I mean, cool. yeah, that, I mean, I, I guarantee it probably does the trick. Like, if that's what you're going for, I guarantee <laughs> you, like, if, you know, you're going man to man and the other dude grabs your dick, yeah, you going like, be like, nah, this nigga just grabbed my dick. <laughs> but... <laughs> so it probably does the trick but I'm pretty sure there's other ways to get in somebody's head than sexually assaulting them yeah. and because mm. it's a sports thing they're like oh he just trying to get in the other opponent's head he just trying to fuck with him oh he just playing that's how he play like no that's sexual assault nigga and like you could tell that some people be wanting to knock his ass out yep sure do yeah for real for real Homie don't play that. I'm sorry. So my thing is, is this where he's where the son is getting this from? It's it's just it's too much of a coincidence. I'm sorry. It's too much of a coincidence based on daddy's behavior and for son's behavior to just randomly just be, you know, for it to just come from nowhere. No, I'm sorry. He had it's learned behavior. You do not sexually abuse somebody else unless you've been sexually abused. That's just how I that's just how I see it. Okay. So bottom line is that little boy had to learn it from somewhere. That's crazy to me. I don't understand. And my thing is Royce being the it seems like she's probably the custodial parent. So with her being the custodial parent, she should not be letting him around other kids. I know that as that being your child. You want to believe that maybe there's nothing sick or sadistic or twisted about them. So you want to give them the benefit of the doubt that, oh, they just need some counseling. They just need some help. If at 14 years old or 13 years old, he's already sexually assaulting smaller children, 
that is a bigger issue for me. And mm-hmm. I think I had mentioned this before how I was on set one time and I had a girl tell me that her kid killed their cat. And she was like, I think she's a serial killer. And she just kind of said it so nonchalantly. And I was mm-hmm. like, if that was my kid, I would give it up. Like, I mm-hmm. probably would put that kid in the fucking system. I'm not lying. You could call me what you want, but certain things you can't get Just out overlook. of people. Yeah. Certain things you can't counsel away or you can't mm. love away or you can't, you know, certain things just don't go away. She she had her kid go get help and, you know, go go see a therapist. The therapist diagnosed the kid as being a sociopath. That means that at this young age of eight or nine, however old the kid was, that means she already does not have the capacity to feel emotion for anything other than herself being Mm. diagnosed as a sociopath which means Mm. in her head nothing else has matters at at seven or eight however she was when she drowned this cat in the bathtub for her to have the capacity to take that cat fill up the bathtub and drown it hold it underwater and drown it in the bathtub as the cat is fighting for its life she has the capacity to do that to bigger things as she gets older and having a therapist confirm that she's a sociopath confirms that she she could have it in her the girl even told me she was like i i feel like i can't have any more kids because i'm scared she would kill my kid if you have to worry about not wanting to have more kids because you're the kid you already have is a sociopath it needs to be sent somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as That's parents, scary. people, yeah, is. that is scary. It's terrifying. And mm. I had this conversation with my boyfriend. I told him about it. And he was like, well, maybe, you know, she's just, that just sounds like a spoiled kid to me. At some point, it becomes <laughs> more than just a spoiled kid. I think it's a I little bit more than I just want, being so spoiled. She was upset that she had to share her attention with the cat. That's crazy. That child is is a freaking demon. Okay. It's scary. If that's not the definition of a demon right there, I don't know what it is. Because I don't, I wouldn't know how to look at my kid after that. Like, Mm -hmm. what did this cat do to you? Yeah. What possessed in your mind the desire? to want to end that child that cat's life like that we're not talking about we eating it for food we talking about okay i want to kill this thing okay just, just for the sake of killing what's it. going through my head is having owned a cat i know how vicious cats can be so i know that cat was scratching her ass up yes. and, everything, trying to get out and, it ass <laughs> and it didn't matter and it didn't matter and it didn't matter yeah that's cray cray the fact that you said she ate or nine that's the worst part of it Cause she it's ate a what? Get worse. She's eight or nine. The eight. Oh, she's eight or nine. Yeah, she's very young. Yeah. But that's oh, yeah. the same with him. Like you say, anger, anger triggers you to act out sexually. That's Baby, a lie. You still live with your mama. You don't have no bills. You don't have nothing. So, what's gonna happen when you are a full adult? A full adult. What <laughs> you just gonna go around doing stuff to people because you yeah. angry inside? 
Yeah. That is like it it's gonna get bigger. It's starting off with hand jobs and blow jobs. And next thing you know, he's gonna be sodomizing other little boys or fully raping other little boys. And at what point do you stop and be like, okay, look, he got some issues, he got some problems. Yeah. The issue that I keep wanna bring up is the fact that you can't just say that anger by itself is what creates or births sexual behavior. I'm sorry, it's it's, uh, sexual um, abuse. It does not, that's not how that works. That child had to have learned something about the concept of sex before he could formulate what sex is all about. Okay, so it ain't anger. What, like it's or experience. When the first incident was documented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's learned behavior. I'm sorry, that's learned behavior. So my thing is, who hurt him, or who has he been learning exactly for exactly. his father to be kind of showing the same type of behavior on the court in front of thousands of people? when he plays it's Mm -hmm. like okay is this something he feels like is okay because of maybe talks and conversations he's had with his dad is there maybe Mm -hmm. somebody they're leaving him around whenever Mm -hmm. either one of them can watch him that is Mm -hmm. doing these things to him like what is causing all of this you have him in therapy but it seems like there has not been a cause and effect um Exactly. That's right. Which is the whole point of therapy is to get down to the bottom of all this. So if exactly. you don't know why he's doing this and he's just fucking doing it just to do it, you he might be on a level five demon possession and he got to go. <laughs> you know, I agree. I agree. And here's the part that bothers me. It's even the people that are reporting the story that way. It's like how you it don't even make sense. You talk about anger. Don't give me. Don't come with this anger. You didn't. You didn't fully vet the story. We need to get the to the root of the story. Okay. And now you're pleading guilty and taking a charge that you really shouldn't have to be taking, just exactly. because you don't so, want him to go to jail or you don't want charges to be pressed against him. At what well, point here's, do you stop throwing yourself in the crossfire because of his misfortunes? This is the second time. Yeah. Now here's now Kyla. Here's something else I'm thinking. I'm throwing out there because again, you know, maybe it's because I was born to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, but <laughs> here's what my here's what my mind is leading to, based on everything that we've been talking about. Could it be that Dwight Howard is probably the inf- the person who is doing the influencing of the mother to take the charge so that that doesn't even fall back on reflect back on him. It well, she was she she was already being charged with her own charge because child neglect as well because you already knew your son wasn't supposed to be around anyone that's two years younger than you. And to me, that's again that goes back to the to the root of the story and the root. And I don't think there's been enough um, due diligence on the part of the journalists to really get to the real story because I think they're telling the story you know when you're like 80 miles away let's get to mile one and five I want to get to mile one and five so I can fully understand what's going on because based on what's what's been put out there 
it's it's a slap in the face it's like really okay it's clearly there's the reason why there's neglect is because of something that happened before the neglect charges happened okay so I want to get to the root of the story. I'm really curious now about this whole story. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. I don't. I'm the type of person when I see behaviors in children, it's either you nip that in the bud right then and there, or you figure out if this is something that can even be fixed. To me, this right. is something that can't be fixed because there's no if. This is like a oh they pissed me off and made me angry so I made them suck my dick type thing. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but Tyler just be putting shit. Yeah, away. it's the way she put it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the delivery. That's why I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like I'm serious though because that's how they're making it sound. They're making it sound like he gets pissed off and aggravated, and all of a sudden he's forcing other kids to jerk him off and suck his dick. Nah. That, that means that you've had some dysfunction that's triggering that. It's not your anger. Your anger might be something else. Your anger might be a, it might be a byproduct of the trauma you might have experienced. But, and then that, then it resorts you to doing whatever that is that you was to, done to you. Okay. That's just how I'm thinking about it from a psychological uh, and I'm trying to break it down using deductive reasoning to try to understand what's going on with this kid. But yeah, anger is not the start of it. Anger is just a symptom of the problem. That was his words. So that was a quote unquote from him exactly that when he angers, it triggers him to do the act out sexually. Well, how about that? Yeah. And so, and yeah, we need to get to the root of the story. Because at some point, people don't people give kids the benefit of the doubt too much for me. Mm-hmm. No, especially if you're sending them to like therapy and shit like that. Especially if they're not interested in going or they don't want to go, they learn what to say to make you back the fuck off. Right. Th- that was me as a kid. So. Wow. <laughs> At this point, if he's been going to therapy or whatever, is that even, is it even a true thing? Is that something he just saying because maybe his therapist suggested that that may be the reason? And he's like, okay, if I just say it's because I have anger issues, they'll back the fuck off and leave me the yeah. fuck alone. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Yep. Very good point. Or not even, not even the therapist, just anybody. He could just be hearing my mom on the phone type thing or Yeah. Mm. And so the question is how do you handle how do you handle a child with that those types of conditions? Yeah. And so definitely some some clinical therapy is needed, some kind of help is needed for that child. But the thing is the parents have been neglectful in getting the child the help that it needs. And also, we're also dealing with another this whole dysfunctional situation. Because if daddy is messed up, daddy probably was the source of what's going on. You know? Well, and of course, daddy... Gay, and, he just need to come out and say he want to be gay. Like, well, and, that's, and, his, and his... Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, my issue has always been, I don't care what your orientation is. I'm going to have love for you, but look, 
you be you you do you but be honest about it do not come to me on the down low and be like hey hey yo what's up you know what I'm saying I'm sorry I have a problem with that this is crazy I don't but you know what it is they said he's been caught with saying tra- uh, transsexuals before stuff like that I watched an interview with a trans woman before um, talking about like DL men or dating like just men in general and a lot of times they don't want to consider themselves gay because mm-hmm. they're like I'm with a woman yeah. quote unquote but even though they're still gay so like in their head because they're messing with a transsexual they're not gay Mm-hmm. And they don't mm. want to admit they're gay. Mm. Yep. I so it's that. a self-conflict. It's like they're conflicting with themselves. Right. They find having a fight with their own selves. And, and they actually uh, they depicted this well. I don't know if y'all watched that show, The Shy. Yeah. No. In the most recent the no, the season before last. The season before this one. They depicted this really well with one of the characters. He's He considers himself to be a straight man, but he's with a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And in one particular episode, the trans woman takes him to a gay bar. And when they get to the gay bar, the trans woman goes to the bathroom and leaves him at the bar by himself. Well, a flamboyant gay man comes up to him and tries to hit on him. And he like, I ain't with that gay shit. I ain't with that gay shit. And they end up getting into a, a fist fight in the bar. And the trans woman comes back from the bathroom, breaks up the fight. And she's like, what's going on? And you're like, man, this gay nigga keep trying to come up to me and da 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 And the gay dude tells him, well, you need to look around at where you at. And they walked out, the, like they left the bar or whatever. And he was like, you know, um, I came here because you wanted to go here, but I don't like hanging out at those type of places. And da, da, da. And she was like, well, those are my type of people. And he was like, yeah, but they're not my people. When I look at you, I see a woman. I don't see a man dressed as a woman. I don't see a man. I see a woman. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And I'm like, mm. okay, if that's how you want to see it, I guess. So I just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a trip. Yeah, that's a cold trip. Got a problem with that? I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on this story. I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, Cause it's only gonna yeah, be so sure. long that she's gonna be able to take the like. How far are you willing to mess mess up your career and your reputation mm-hmm. to protect your yeah. child? Exactly. Exactly. When are you gonna let and him so, get some? Like, you let him go to therapy and all this other stuff. That's not showing him he's wrong. That's showing him something's wrong with you. So you, in some yeah. aspect, you need to let him know that he's wrong. Not only mm-hmm. is something is wrong with him, but he's also wrong. You don't do that. Yeah, and we need to find out what he can hopefully remember when he was younger about whatever experiences he had growing up you know what I'm saying because bottom line is again there's a big there's a big elephant in the room that's not even being talked about and not even being addressed in how it's being reported about this whole situation and it's like 
oh Dwight Howard just being is being splashed like oh this just happens to be you know this is who this lady is related to like hold up what happened to the relationship where both of y'all had this child y'all had the child had to been growing up and both of y'all was involved somehow so that's that's what's real weird to me about the story I think the- what if Royce knew that she was a beard and they just had a baby just to say he had a kid and Ooh. Because I'm telling you the whole That's time crazy. I did not know her kid was for Dwight Howard until yeah. I ran into the article and I'm just like, yeah. wait, they got a kid together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. She kind of kept life kind of private when she was on um basketball basketball wives though. Like mm-hmm. all the other women kind of you got insight on what was going on on their inside of their lives. She never showed her kid on Love and Hip Hop. She never really talks about her kid. You never really you didn't even know she really had a kid. And then she I think that's why she ended up getting kicked off the show because her shit was so damn dry and boring. It was like, <laughs> what are you here for? You know, and again, not giving. Yep. And again, for me, I'm looking at my perception is that, okay, we've got a situation where we got a mega star, somebody who has a lot of influence, who's trying to keep their private vices away from the eyes of the masses. And here it is. This is how this is kind of playing out, in my opinion. Okay. And so, unfortunately, his son is obviously has some problems and we need to find out the start of we need to understand the story now i'm curious about the whole story of dwight howard about how he grew up what was going on with him yeah. what caused him for him to be the way that he is you know mm-hmm. unless he just feel like he could get some free feels just because no nah, it's basketball. just it's more to it than that. They play in front of like men that don't want to like get suspended or have a career to think about, have families to feed, stuff like that. Because if he'd have been playing street ball, one of them street dudes would have knocked his ass out. Oh, big time! Oh yeah, he he'd have been dead a long time ago. Long time ago. Wow, so this is deep because I, I I didn't know much about this at all. Speaking of knocking people out, we are going to segue into um, Jocelyn's Cabaret. So, it has been reported in the news that um, as of the most recent reunion for season, is it season two or season three? Three. Of Jocelyn's Cabaret, um, several of the girls from current and past seasons are coming forward to speak against Jocelyn and the cabaret and Zeus Network and Ballistics. So what's being reported is um, Jocelyn Hernandez's reality show are usually known for being turned up and it seems like things maybe have reached an all time high during the taping of the reunion for the latest season. On Wednesday, Amber Ali, one of the cast members from the show, went live on Instagram and claimed that she was attacked by Jocelyn as well as her fiance, Ballistic, in a hospital bed. Amber said, yes, I'm in a hospital bed because Jocelyn and Ballistic attacked me. 
but I only came to the hospital because my ribs are very bruised because Jocelyn and some big ass had on some big ass boots and she kicked me. My ribs look like this and she proceeds to show the bruising on her ribs. It was later said that um, her ribs were broken. And um, she also proceeds to say, um, so I have to make sure that my ribs aren't bruised or aren't bruised or broken. Other than that, I'm okay. Ballistic ripped out my hair. He ripped my real hair out of my head. Um, she also went on to say that um, while driving, Amber addressed Ballistic's alleging involvement and said, you're a whole fucking man and you're going to put your hands on me. Amber did admit to putting her hands on Jocelyn and fighting back as Jocelyn attacked her. And then Ballistic jumped into the fight once Amber hit Jocelyn back. But you see that even though this this season hasn't um hasn't hasn't um aired yet, well the reunion, you could see on past seasons where you know how they sit on the couch during the reunion or whatever, every time Jocelyn would get up and get ready to go after somebody, he right behind her. Like, what are you doing? You a nigga, let her fight her battle. Mm. Uh, what Amber was saying um, I watched a few videos that she made I've listened to a few reports that have been coming out here and there Amber was basically saying that like during the taping of the reunion um, if at any time anybody made a move to go fight Jocelyn security was automatically there but if Jocelyn wanted to go fight somebody, they would let her go put her hands on whoever she wanted to put her hands on. And they said it was also like that during the taping of the actual show, where like if Jocelyn wanted to attack somebody, security was nowhere to be found. But as soon as you went to hit her back or you got one up on her, security was there holding you down or holding you back. Mm. Um is also said according to several allegations jocelyn not only put her hands on one cast member amber but she also kicked riri in the stomach at the reunion riri went live on instagram and was crying in one part of the short clip she says i'm in so much pain don't mind me she continued i've been in a bed all day i'm okay and she proceeds to cry she also shares that her back hurts her head hurts and her ribs hurt she continued i didn't do nothing to nobody shortly after lexi jumped on ig live and detailed that she claims what happened she stated that security was holding everyone back and that's how jocelyn and her husband ballistic were able to attack all of the women she also stated that Reed didn't even say anything. She was just there looking pretty. And then Jocelyn pull, gonna pull her and then kick her in the stomach. As we previously reported, Amber Ali, um, during the show in the reunion episode, after Amber went live stating that she ended up in the hospital, Jocelyn confirmed that physical altercations did in fact go down. Jocelyn then proceeds to tweet, I'm water combat kick that hole. Pimp slap another one. <laughs> Jocelyn wrote. Push one into last night episode. Kick down a few on the ground. I slap fire out everyone on that stage. Me and my crew wait for it. In a series mm. of tweets, Jocelyn continued to address the women in the cast and the people criticizing her decision to fight the ladies. Keep crying from your hospital bed with your broken ribs. 
one kick and you flew next day. A uh, rotten mouth mm. asshole. And for, <laughs> <laughs> and oh for stuff when you sign up for a reality show, you cannot sue a law. You cannot make a lawsuit against anyone on the show. You some dummies. Wow. So that is what Jocelyn had to say about the wow. So, um, after she tweeted these series of tweets, basically confirming everything that she was that's being said about the show, um, a couple days later, um, another series of tweets came out that it looks like it was from her, but we're thinking it might be from her team because um, the tweets, Jocelyn is. I'm not going to say she's illiterate, but she doesn't speak very good English. Um, <laughs> so, um, because she's Puerto Rican. So, okay. she, um, her team made a series of tweets from her account a couple days later saying uh, that Jocelyn's a family woman <laughs> and that they, um, <laughs> the allegations made against her are completely false. And that mm, um, she would never, they would never purposely try to harm anyone or hurt anyone. <laughs> um, and because Zeus Network is under fire too for all of this, the mm -hmm. girls are, um, they've launched a $30 million lawsuit against Jocelyn and Zeus Network. And they're going to win. They will. They're going to win. Because she crazy. Seriously. My, my issue is. She she so say left love and hip hop because she said it's full of old women and bullies. But <laughs> what are you doing? She gangster. She straight up gangster. She above the bullying. Bullying is just a feature. Is is just one of the traits of the gangster. Okay, that's just one. So she's straight up gangster. Okay, she feel like she can do any and everything. And the producers of the show, Zeus and them, the fact that they're allowing for this to happen, like they giving, they're restricting, they're keeping security from accessing when she wants to go out and fight and hit somebody. And she basically can do whatever she wants. Yo, this is crazy. And this so, is acceptable. This isn't the first time Zeus Network has done questionable things. Um, Zeus Network's validity, I guess I should say, has been under question for a little bit of time now, the little bit of traction they have been getting because they produced Jocelyn's Cabaret, they produced that reality show with Black China, they have the Bad Girls Club Forever or whatever it's called on there or whatever now. Um, and all of these shows have had issues. Um, like all of Black China's little crew that was on her little reality show, they are all claiming that they never got paid for being on that show, that they were supposed to be paid like two or five grand an episode or something like that. They're all saying they never got paid. These girls that are on jo Jocelyn's Cabaret, they're all saying they never got paid. Um, uh, the the Bad Girls Club was saying that Zeus basically did a backhanded deal with Natalie Nunn to do the show or whatever and they were all supposed to be paid but nobody got paid except for Natalie and so Zeus Networks like the way they do business I'm, I should say has been under mm -hmm. question for a while now if I'm not mistaken I believe Zeus Network is owned by Ray J really? wow 
Wow. Well, Ray J better get get his stuff in order. His his better get his lawyer. Lloyd Lloyd started on this and tried to distance himself from that Zeus network because let me tell you that Zeus network is going down I didn't know anything about Zeus network until Jocelyn's Cadbury I ain't know nothing about Zeus network until Kyla just mentioned it to me right (laughs) now (laughs) oh my god but this sounds so crazy and to me it blows my mind how you have organizations that are supposed to be legitimate businesses whose business practices are so questionable that people get hurt like this on a show and the, the you know the creator of the show kicks you beats you up and then goes out there and tweets and talk about yeah I did that and I could do worse you know what I'm saying that don't make no sense but that's that not just don't make no sense to me so so for her for her um her team to come out and say Jocelyn is a family woman she wouldn't do nothing like that <laughs> all the people that that's actually watch the show is like can y'all they ain't families uh, <laughs> that is not Jocelyn at all <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious to be talking about she a family woman. I I wanted to double check my facts. So I don't think Ray J owns Zeus, but he's typically one of the executive producers for the shows that are on Zeus, him and Princess. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So they're involved with Zeus and projects. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, that's crazy. That's just so, so crazy. The Zeus, the Zeus Networks, I understand that you're you're basically capitalizing on the market demand for people that want to see, you know, controversial stuff, fighting and all that kind of stuff. But look, you got to put some controls in place. You can't just let anybody do any old kind of thing and think they're going to get away with it. And, you know, that's what makes you money. I'm sorry. You got to handle your business differently. That's just that's just my point. This is my thing. Jocelyn already fucked herself when she tweeted those tweets. Basically, oh, being like, oh, I'm going to come back, kick that hole into last week's episode and all this other yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, that's stuff. everything that these girls are saying. You, you basically yep. came out and hardcore confirmed that they mm-hmm. were not lying. Even in one of the tweets, you said cry from your hospital bed with your broken ribs. So you are confirming <laughs> that you put this girl in the hospital by after kicking her Keep in her going ribs. Down. Please. There Stay going there. One girl that went live, maybe it might have been the girl that they said didn't do anything. It was one girl that went on live and she was like, she said she ran backstage to like her dressing room or whatever during the show. And she said they kept trying to tell her to come back to the stage. And she said from her dressing room, she could hear girls screaming and crying and just like punches and stuff being thrown. And she was like, hell no, I'm not going back out there. (laughs) See, she didn't do none of that. She must have got, like I said, I haven't watched this new season, this Las Vegas season or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so season one, these girls was talking to her and she kind of like fought both of them. And they were supposed to be like her friends or whatever. Um, 
but that was the end of that on season two she didn't fight nobody she had some gangsters on them I mean for the reunion she was trying to but she ain't never touched nobody so mm. she must have had to be selective on the girls she chose for the Las Vegas mm. season because she couldn't have mm. no gangsters like on season two mm. I don't know what Jocelyn's deal is. I'm going to say this. Because somebody said something that made a, a, a really good point. Jocelyn, you have to remember, she used to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And Jocelyn had a pimp. Mm-hmm. And they was like, that's all that trauma from being in a pimp-prostitute type of relationship where pimps just beat on you for any reason or you know whatever now she's trying to take that anger and channel it to where she can beat on anybody and try anybody but jocelyn knows who the fuck to play with and who not to play with yeah because when tommy wanted to wax that ass jocelyn did not have that same smoke for tommy she called the police on tommy mm-hmm. mm. when mimi beat her the fuck up she ain't had that same smoke for mimi like that she used to play mm. with up until Mimi put them hands on her during that little reunion special mm-hmm. and Mimi beat her mm. up. she made the network cut that part out the reunion special after Mimi beat her up but it was confirmed by everybody that Mimi whooped that ass <laughs> <laughs> and after Mimi beat her up oh that's God. when it was, oh, she, they wanted to have threesomes and all that shit together That's why. So, Jocelyn know who to play with and who not to play with. She know who she could get away with certain shit with and who she can't. And now that she has her own show, she can control the narrative. Yep. She can control how it goes. She can control who it can say, can't say, can do, can't do whatever to her or without her permission. So they have those they, girls like children. That's okay. So it's one girl from, um, I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, the Atlanta season, the season two, her name is Big Lex or whatever. They had a whole, Big Lex went on um, on live stating that she have her own show now and um, she'll never treat the girl. Like if you want to be um, a big dog, you have to teach people how to be big dogs. You can't be a big dog and don't want nobody to be bigger than you type thing. And she mm-hmm. was like, she always, threatening people and all kind of stuff on the show she felt some type of way if ballistic was looking at the girls or if he wanted them or she'll take away their tv like their um their camera time if they look too good or something like that she was like you could see we had a whole bunch of pretty girls on the a lot of them didn't get any camera time because they didn't do what jocelyn wanted them to do Mm. Now that was also said that um, if some of the girls started gaining like popularity, like if they became fan favorites, Jocelyn would go to the network and tell them to kick the girl off the show because she didn't want nobody to actually become popular or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just using these girls. She's using these girls for clout. Yeah. 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 And it sounds bad. She's only trying to boost her own self up. Yeah. Right. It sounds backwards Mm. when you say it. And it sounds like it should be the other way around, but it's not. And it's because she's basically just she needs she needs a show. She needs to bring in some money. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, mm. her rap career to me is non-existent. I don't mm. know who's telling Jocelyn she spit hot fire. I don't know. Ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> He's making the music. What do you mean? <laughs> mm, that's funny. But she was rapping before that. Stevie J was all in all, all making her beats before that. Ballistic mm. say you gonna be you're the big you're not the um, Puerto Rican princess, you're the Puerto Rican queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to do this with them. Girl, they, they were talking together. <laughs> mm, so real. my thing is she basically has created her own platform now to where she can do all that shit she was doing on Love and Hip Hop without any repercussions. Mm. And this is what you get. This is what you get yep. after some of the girls are also coming out and alleging that they never got paid for the show. That when they mention that they never get paid, they get told, oh, you got exposure. But Jocelyn is actively trying to stop whatever career opportunities or whatever may, may possibly, because most of them are saying they, after they left the show, they basically went back to their normal lives. They don't have any opportunities because people look at the show as trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at it as not, if they don't take it serious because of all the antics Jocelyn pulled. So, mm-hmm. um, but for the, the few girls that were like fan favorites that were getting opportunities, they said Jocelyn actively stopped those opportunities. Um, she doesn't like them to gain any like attention or anything like that. Like, they don't get any money from it. So, at what point is it like, and somebody brought up the topic of, you know, they're basically, they how Jocelyn is. So for you to sign up and go on a show, you gotta kind of expect certain shit. But my thing is, if you're signing up to go on a TV show that's about becoming like a top-notch stripper or whatever the show is about, then you're not expecting to get beat the fuck up on. You're not signing yeah. up to go there to have the, the whole contract for real. For real. Like, it's not, not in the contract to get your ribs bust. So Jocelyn is allowed to fuck you up whenever she feel like fucking you up. I'm pretty sure it don't say that. So exactly. I don't know if you know. But so say, I know you said something about being a top-notch stripper. No, so say she wants to take them off the streets and off the pole and out the strip clubs and she want to do cabaret style they're just basically dancing it's it's not taking off your clothes it's none of that it's just like a show right so if you're trying to do all that how is all this happening in the household bottom line i feel like (laughs) jocelyn trying to be she trying to be a madam she trying to be Mm -hmm. the she wants to be the pimp now. Mm. And when girls don't listen, she want to beat them up. Or when they not doing what she mm. want to beat them up. When they got something to say, she want to beat them up. And from what I'm hearing, they saying that Amber told Jocelyn ass up at the reunion um, after she got her chance to actually hit Jocelyn back. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. A female pimp. In the works. You can't really, you not, you, when the show going on, 
they signed contracts that they can't say too much. But the moment that show over with, they're able to say whatever they want to say. So that's normally when you get to hear what's really going on behind the scenes. Hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. I, I did not know about this Jocelyn's Cabaret, and I don't have any desire to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, it's so crazy, these people. I don't get it. It really is. It's nuts. I'm like, okay, this is too much. It couldn't have been me, sis, because it's one thing to fight Jocelyn. <laughs> Ballistic would have came pulling my hair out my damn scalp. Everybody would have been ducking in that bitch. Cause... That's what I'm going to say. I'm going <laughs> to so light it up. Y'all, that's all y'all finna hit. Pop, 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 pop. Until I'm like, this bitch just brought a gun to the reunion. <laughs> I'm loading five different clips, extendo clips. Y'all better run because somebody. Okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all could take the girl out of Louisiana, but you can't take the Louisiana out the girl, bitch. Because I'd have been, right. been like, this whole here, the lit up the day. I'm telling you, Jocelyn would have took a couple bullets <laughs> home with her ass that night. Oh my bitch. God. And ballistic. I'd have shot him in his ass. Stop playing with me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Ballistic that's why I love this want to be hitting somebody. Mm. Or pulling some damn hair. That just don't make no sense. But I really believe the lawsuits are going to hold. And um, the thing is, that they've already proven publicly, they've admitted publicly of what they did to them girls. And with that public admission, they got a, they, their case is solid. They gonna get paid. Somebody gonna get paid. Jocelyn might have to ch- create another show, cause that show they getting ready to put out some dollars. Well, there's already <laughs> been a petition started by fans to go ahead and cancel the show after they heard about all the things that. Oh happened wow, that's girl. good. That's because good. Because even the fans of the show are like, that's ridiculous. Like yeah. you can be. They just don't make no sense. In the hospital and shit. Like that's crazy. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, anything goes. I, I don't believe that we live in a world where, well, I mean, it is, it is the reality is anything can go. If you got enough power and influence, you can do whatever the hell you want, but it just don't make no sense. This thing, my thing is, why don't we do things to help each other, you know? Why don't we concentrate and, you know, look, strip, I can't do your thing. My thing is this. <laughs> Let's let's. There's enough money for everybody to be happy. You know what I'm saying? But to be killing somebody's dream because they want to do something better why? than because you. you, because it's your show. That's that's some that's some serious narcissistic stuff right there. Jocelyn got a lot of um, psychological issues, and I feel like a lot of it stems from her being a prostitute and having a pimp at one point in her life. Because that could be a very traumatic experience, especially depending what type of pimp you had and what type of tricking you was doing and all that stuff. Mm. So it's like, I I feel like a lot of her psychological issues go back from that. She probably has a, a lot of PTSD. Mm. Has a need to want to be on top. Has a need mm-hmm. to want to be the one in control mm. of the situation that happens to her. Mm, that's deep. Yeah, you put some good points right there. That makes sense. That makes some sense right there. 
but at the same time she'd have really had to um playing with me she'd have really had to get her shit together bitch because um security wouldn't have been <laughs> I'd have came out there baby oiled up security would have came try to grab my ass I'd have right out of there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I know that's right <laughs> oh my Anybody god try to hold me back getting it too okay <laughs> cause y'all not oh, don't mess with them girls from Louisiana now I gotta ask y'all a question cause again this, this is gonna prove my point right here any of them girls that were on that show from Louisiana no, not that I know of, no. Exactly. <laughs> and if they were from Louisiana, I bet you they wouldn't add the, the part where she got beat down. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have had to cut that part out. They probably gonna cut it out when they do air the reunion because they, they said Amber beat her up after Amber got a chance to, to actually swing back <laughs> on her after security. Like she kind of got past security and mm, got her that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but all bets would have been off when her man would have came after me. Oh, y'all all dying tonight. Yep. <laughs> it's a good thing to die. But I would have mm, warned welcome. everybody the whole show. If that nigga ever touched me, y'all better duck. The whole show. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I don't have to warn y'all because this nigga just touched me. Y'all should know. Mm-hmm. This you should already know what the next yeah what happens next yeah I know that's right it that don't make been no a sense whole different report <laughs> the Bayou oh. beat down <laughs> I'm telling you so we're gonna go ahead and segue into our last segment of the evening. And we cannot let this show go off without talking about the slap that was heard around the world. <laughs> Man, memes, songs, tattoos, uh, nail art, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> that is wild, yo. It, it changed the world for real. It really did. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Before we Ain't get into crazy? it, I can honestly say this whole time, like knowing about Will Smith, you never see nothing like him doing nothing crazy like that out in the open, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. it was just like, I can't lie. At first, before I started really thinking on it, it was like, damn, what the hell just happened? What the hell just mm-hmm. happened? Now, mind you, I never, ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever watched the Oscars. Okay. I'm at um, my PlayStation's house, and her mom was like, the Oscars are on. She put it on. Mm-hmm. We watching it. Da, da, da. I'm in my phone, texting my husband, blah, blah, blah. Next mm-hmm. thing we know, all years, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. It was like, what the hell? Did he just... Mm-hmm. So it was just mm. like, man, not Will Smith. He didn't go out like that. <laughs> but it really split the whole world from one little slap. 
Mm-hmm. It sure did. And what's funny is I didn't see it either. I, 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 look, I don't stop watching the Grammys for years. I mean, it's like for me, it don't phase me no more because I don't got irritated with seeing so much of our people get slighted for so long. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I just don't have any interest in watching this thing anymore because it's just too ridiculous. It's unfair. I just have no respect for that show anymore, period. But then, of course, I'm hearing about it because, you know, on my social media, everybody, you know, everybody, you know, everybody watching everything. So I, that's how I learn about stuff through through everybody. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm just doing my own thing and I don't, I don't worry about stuff especially when it comes to Hollywood. But man, when I heard about that, the first thing that came to my mind was, hold up. As much as I have watched the show in the past, and I know how Hollywood works, every chance to get buzz, they will jump on. Every opportunity. It's about creating buzz every time because you want to attract as many people to your content as possible. That's just the way it works in the world of Hollywood. So when I heard this, my mind went a whole different direction. It wasn't so much about the slap. It was like, wait a minute, what are the ramifications of this thing that everybody's talking about? Why is everybody talking about it? And then to me, it was like, okay, well, there's money being made. How is money being made? When um, we had a uh, brief, brief uh, discussion about it pre-show, it was interesting how um, what came out was the fact that um, um, this guy, uh, oh my God, there was something, uh, uh, it'll, it'll get back, it'll get back to me. But the point I was trying to make was that how um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Will Rock? Smith. Rock. No, Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith um, has had all kinds of issues going on in his marriage. Okay. Now, why is it that out of all the things we've heard in public, why somebody is just cracking a joke? But it's, it wasn't even a joke. I think it was a reference to a compliment because. Jada was bald and G.I. Jane is bald he automatically said hey look I could see I could see Jada being G.I. Jane too I mean I didn't see that as a negative and I didn't know nothing about her story about uh, whatever that disease is that, that that people have where they can't grow hair I'm sorry I didn't know about that and that doesn't matter to me but I don't think that's what Chris Rock was referring to Chris Rock was just complimenting her like, yo, she looks good and she's bald, bald woman, G.I. Jane, G.I. Jane too. That made sense to me. That wasn't anything negative. And the other thing that I also saw while I just started watching YouTube to learn about, you know, to, to get some clips of what happened. Will Smith was laughing at the joke. He was laughing at it. So for me, my mind went to a totally different direction. It's like, you know what? This whole thing was a setup. This was a publicity stunt. I honestly think that it was all for money. Now, Chris Rock, all of his comedy tour now is sold out because as a result of the slap, mm -hmm. sold out. He's benefiting. The victim is benefiting from this thing. Now, the perpetrator, I don't know. He may not be benefiting from it at all, but everybody's talking about him. He just won an Oscar. 
why would you jeopardize an Oscar by doing that? To me, all of these things, in my mind, are pointing to a bigger story. And I think my story, again, it's, again, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so take it with a grain of salt. But I think the people that organized this show were in on the idea to make that happen. Because here's another part that did not make sense to me, how you got all these cameras focused on Will Smith as he is walking all the way from his seat, all the way to the stage. Chris Rock sees him coming, but doesn't show any defensive moves or like, oh my goodness, I'm about to be hit or anything. And it was as if he was like almost anticipating the slap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold up, something don't seem right to me. Another thing, if Will was really upset at Chris Rock, the way that he slapped him would have been different. Mm-hmm. That open hand. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was just, it was too many things for me that made, it would be outrageous just on a regular level. We all go into a banquet. We're going to a special occasion. You're not going to expect somebody to come out and just slap somebody for no reason and go up on stage and slap them for that matter. That's ridiculous. It's outrageous to think that you would do that. So the fact that it happened to me tells me that it was planned. That's my little... That's my little conspiracy theory on that. I completely agree with you. But also, you have to remember this. If you remember around like, I want to say 2016, it was this whole hashtag Oscars so white. It was we're boycotting the Oscars. The Oscars don't give anybody any awards. Jada was on this whole thing about me and Will aren't participating in the Oscars and black people shouldn't participate in the Oscars and and all this other stuff. And it was all about Will getting snubbed for an Oscar. That's basically what it all started off with and then it snowballed into this whole movement where they wanted all black people and all the black people in Hollywood to boycott the Oscars. And it started this whole movement. All of a sudden, mm. this year, now we back at the Oscars. We supposed to forget you had our ass boycotting the fucking Oscars. All of a sudden, this year, because he's getting one, because a lot of people, um, sometimes it's a surprise, but for the most part, if you're, especially if you're like a very um, A-list celebrity, they'll tell you beforehand that you already won, just in case you're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Will knew he was getting that fucking Oscar regardless. Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. So, at the end of the day, one, it was already fucked the Oscars. Two, mm-hmm. you was just there because you was getting an award. Because I guarantee you, if you would not have been getting one, y'all still would have been on this whole fuck the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Three. I agree. I feel like this whole slap thing that shit looked fake as fuck to me. It Thank was just, you very I, it was, much. It was Chris Rock's stand. Like, I'm going mm-hmm. to prepare he was this stand for it. so I don't hit the floor. Like, I know mm-hmm. he's going to slap me, but I don't know how hard this slap mm-hmm. going to be. Like, you could say, mm-hmm. as, as Will is walking up, he's like, here it comes. Uh-huh. Such and such. And he's like, yep. correcting his stance as he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's and the his face is not showing like oh my goodness will is about to hit me it was nothing like that it was like he was to me it was like he was prepared for what was about to happen right he was like wow will smith just, just left the hill <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> That don't I make no like, sense. Up, Will. We gotta get one. <laughs> nah, not yeah. no hold up. The exactly. Moment, the, it would have been a reaction. The moment I would have got slapped, it would have just been on on that stage. Exactly. Exactly. To but me, it, the only thing that makes sense as to why something like that happened is because it was planned. Because outside of that, it is the most ghetto, ridiculous, outrageous act that anybody can have in an environment like that. This so, is not the Maury Povich show. This is not Jerry Springer. This is the freaking Oscars. Nobody does that. Slap was about that GI Jane joke. I think this is. I'm gonna be lay it all out, and I'm gonna try to make it make as much sense as possible. Very right? Being that, make it happen. Okay, he cracked the GI Jane joke, which it wasn't that bad of a fucking joke, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People acting like Jada got cancer. The bitch got alopecia. <laughs> Some of y'all grandmothers <laughs> got alopecia. <laughs> like, uh uh-uh. uh. Get her off the mic. Take Why? her mic. Take her mic. What I did? What I did? What I do? What I do now? She made it like she was like a victim of something, like major but victim. The way, yeah. The way they were there talking right now, they're like, oh, she has an illness. Y'all acting like the bitch going to chemo every Monday and with her. <laughs> it ain't like it ain't that at all. Pisha. And then from the way her hair is cut, clearly it's not that fucking bad. Because mm-hmm. I know some mm-hmm. people with alopecia and they shit is patchy than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, I'm not about to sit there and act like this girl got a terminal illness when she don't. Second, right. I feel like that slap was actually about how when Chris hosted the Oscars back when they were boycotting, how he kind of like played towards the white audience and was like, oh, Jada boycotting the Oscars and da 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 and he talked all that shit. I feel like in, in retrospect, knowing that and now seeing how everything played out, Will finally got his Oscar just so happened Chris Rock was presenting the Oscar so I feel like that was their opportunity to be like okay since you wanted to play towards the white people at that point in time when we was trying to start a serious movement and you still went ahead and hosted the Oscars anyway knowing that we were doing this whole Oscar so white thing like why not go ahead take this slap and that's going to be your redemption for pandering towards that white audience at that point in time. And Will didn't give a fuck about the Oscars to begin with. He was only there because he got one. Because he had to have known that his career was going to take a dive after that. Because now it's being reported that he had a Netflix film called Fast and Loose. And that film, uh, Netflix, oh, back that film. Yeah. And um, he also, they were supposed to be filming Bad Boys 4. Um, that has been halted. Mm-hmm. So, Will had some known he's been taking, he's going to have to take a back seat to that. But the difference is Will has the, has the, the resources to not give a fuck because 
Will has his own production thing going on. So he doesn't need all these other companies to buy into his stuff in order for him to be able to do all any of this. He can produce his own movies. He can produce his own TV shows. He's already shown us that he's more than capable of doing so. So I feel like it was never about, it was always fuck the Oscars, but this was Chris Rock's chance to redeem himself for pandering towards that white audience when he should have been on all of the black people's side, quote unquote. I understand that. All I know is it split the world down the middle. Everybody got their own little story behind it. Girl, I don't, I don't, everybody thinks that some, you got people hollering about, oh, Will was right. You always protect your queen. Then you got people. Chris wasn't wrong. The joke wasn't that bad. And all this <laughs> other stuff. I'm like, if y'all thought that slap was real, I don't know what to tell y'all. Because clearly y'all some idiots if y'all really thought that slap was real. Because nothing about that slap looked real to me at all whatsoever. That whole entire slap looks stage from yeah. start to finish. Like the way he pulled his hand back like he was going to throw a punch but it was a slap. And then, I don't know, it was just crazy. Yeah. It was... It, <laughs> like the more you watch it, the more the more you can see his stage. And I feel like the Oscars knew about it. Mm-hmm. And they was kind of with that shit. But now that they getting backlash, they not they they trying to act like they they they're not for it. Um, and Will went or, ahead and withdrew from the Academy, and I feel like he was gonna do that anyway. He just wanted his Oscar first. Or it could have been like, this is why we do black people how we do black people, because look how they came on this stage. Like, yeah, y'all could do that, sure. Y'all could do that here. And then that's they that's they backlash. Like, oh, nah, we're not going to allow them here anymore type bullshit. But another thing, they said Denzel Washington got an Oscar and they didn't even air that. Girl, I think that slap and... I'm going to say, because I don't know if you saw what Jim Carrey had to say about it, but Jim Carrey made said this in his statement, that slap took away from a lot of other people's moments that night. A lot of other people had major moments that night that after that slap didn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, but I feel like in a couple of weeks, all of this is going to blow over. People are going to act like it never happened. Don't always. (laughs) Okay? Because like I was saying, um, if he really wanted to slap somebody, he should have slapped the fuck out of Laverne Cox um, three, four weeks ago when they had their little incident on the red carpet where Laverne was asking okay what's going on with y'all now no more entanglements I hope and da 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 
and they looking at her like you big bitch like, <laughs> like why did you just bring that up huh no i'm saying they looking at her like did you really just bring that up for real on a red carpet event like really and like i said they didn't say nothing they didn't tell her nothing because you know you can't say nothing or tell the LGBTQ community anything without you getting some type of backlashing and some type of type of smoke. Because you really gonna get canceled behind that. Yeah. So they ain't say nothing. They let her say whatever the fuck she wanted to say. But as soon as Chris Rock said some shit about GI Jane, that's a fucking problem. I I don't believe it at all. I'm sorry, y'all. I got popped off for some reason. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This was this was crazy. This was crazy. And again, people try to tr- people just looked at it at face value, like, oh my god, Will slip Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock. Let me tell you, it's so much more to it than that. So much more to it than that. Now you got Tony Rock running around hollering about his on site when he sees Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he is angry. <laughs> I mean, when he sees, <laughs> yeah, he mad, he pissed. Hmm. But yeah, that was a that was not a pretty move. Period. No, no matter how you look at it. Table talk though, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be watching the red table talk. You think she gonna bring it up? They're supposed to be filming. Well, they filmed it this past week. It's supposed to air sometime this week coming. Um, they're gonna talk about it. So I will be watching it on the Red Table Talk. But again, that is also their platform where mm-hmm. they're going to ask and answer the question they want to mm-hmm. ask and answer. So there you go. They're going to they be control the narrative. narrative however they want to spin the narrative of that night and why it happened or whatever. It's just going to mm-hmm. be Will and Jada. So... I seen a video um, earlier today of um, Will hugging Chris Rock at the end of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, they were in on it. I'm telling you, it wasn't a thing where they had black blood with each other at all, in my opinion. I'm telling you, they had talked about it. It's like, yo, this is what we're going to do. But here's my thinking. Again, see, <laughs> I'm just looking at it from a okay, maybe I'm looking at it from a racist perspective, racism, issue of racism. But the Academy has historically been racist in how they divvy out the awards. That is fact. It's just without question. Mm -hmm. And so the one time when you actually got a black producer who is now producing the Academy Awards and you got Samuel Jackson, who's finally getting an award, and Will Smith, who's finally getting an award, and y'all allowing for this to happen when you really don't want it to happen. How about if somebody at the top decides, hey, y'all, let's come up with this idea. You know what I'm saying? That, hey, you swear, why don't you slap Chris? And that way, yo, that can create buzz. And in their minds, they thinking like, hey, you know what? Hey, and Chris, hey, this is an opportunity for you. You about to get on your comedy tour. It's about to be on and popping. Won't you think this will make your stuff sell out? 
Look, it made sense from a business standpoint, okay? Let's create buzz. And guess what? It created instant buzz, okay? That's just my thing. Everybody talking about it. And they're going to be talking about it for a long time. Fact. And that's just, that's just what happened. So, that, that's our take on it. Here at Bare Bones Podcast, we don't think the, the slap was real. It was staged. Everyone involved knew it was going to happen. I feel like the Academy is pushing back and saying, you know, they don't condone that type of behavior because they're getting all this pushback to do something about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, After the fact. They, I'm going to say this. These major award shows like this, this is not their first time um, doing some shit like this. I don't know if y'all ever heard Nicki Minaj talk about her situation with the Grammys. Mm-mm. But Nicki has never won a Grammy. And a lot mm. of people try to pull that over her head. Mm. And a lot of people talk about the um, the time she performed at the Grammys and she did like that whole Vatican theme show or whatever where it was like in uh. and stuff and people were like oh that was and that was like um like the antichrist and da, 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 da. and there was all type of pushback from like the catholic community and all this stuff or whatever and um the grammys came out and was like oh no we didn't know she was gonna do all of that during her por- her performance we never saw her rehearse we never saw the costumes we never saw the setup we never saw any of this don't you have to approve mm. of that Nikki came out and said that is not true and as a matter of fact she did not even want to do that performance she said she didn't even mm. want to do that song mm. she performed it I think it was Roman's Revenge mm-hmm. mm. that was the theme was like this whole Vatican Catholic type yeah. Theme, yeah. she said she did not even want to do that song that it was the Grammys that told her she had to do that song. They wanted her mm. to perform that song. The Grammys picked mm. the song. And then How about she want to do that setup for her stage. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? First, she mm. had to do that setup. The guy that runs the Grammys or whatever, I can't think of his name right now. It's a white guy. I can't think of his name. But... Mm-hmm when Nikki started saying she did not want to perform that song she was kind of scared about the whole setup and the performance because she knew that the Catholic community was going to be pissed yes so she told them hey I don't want to do this I don't feel comfortable doing this let me change it up let me do this let me do that she said the guy told her no this is what we want this is what we want you to perform this is what you're going to perform when she did that performance and she got that backlash like that, the Grammys denounced knowing any fucking thing to do with it and left her mm-hmm. hand dry. And they told Isn't that something? That if she was to ever come out and say that they were involved and that they did know and try to speak out against them, one, they told her nobody's going to fucking believe you because we're the Grammys. <laughs> yep. They told mm-hmm. her that she would never win a fucking Grammy if she came out and told the truth. Mm. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? They told her that if she came out and spoke against them, that he would personally make sure she would never win a Grammy. 
Wow. I had no idea about that. And had no idea about that at all. Radio show on a, I think it's Queen Talk Radio. Wow. On her radio show. And she came forward and spoke about it because she said she didn't got to the point where she's decided she has accomplished so much as a female rapper that has never been accomplished before and she's paved so many paths that that's more of an accomplishment for her than ever getting a Grammy so she Mm -hmm. was like I'm gonna talk about it now because I don't give a fuck about getting a Grammy I know that's right (laughs) I know that's right why do we need somebody else to validate who we are what we are worth and all of that why do we need that that's see that's the fundamental question I have with this whole um, Academy Awards thing the Oscars I'm like shoot why don't we have the Leroy you know what I'm saying like have our own awards show yeah I know that there's the essence and the image awards but bottom line is we create our own award show for our own people you know but to to depend on and to feel some kind of way about not getting something that white folk are doing I'm sorry it's not meant for us to get to begin with that's what they thank don't you very understand. much thank and you very much this is why I'm so confused about the whole Oscar situation because if you go back and watch those interviews with Will and Jada back in 2016 it was oh oh we need our own award shows again we don't need to be looking to the white man for the white man's standard of perfection we need to why can't we value our own award shows like how we value white men's award shows now that they want to give you one you you willing to shuck and jive and do whatever the fuck they asking you to do to get one Mm -hmm. and it's like why are you at the show it's like if people feel that strongly about the, uh, the, um, the Oscars why are we still attending the Oscars? Why? That's they my question. To get get that Oscar. You know, I, I'm line, like, you know what? That was what, five years ago, six years ago, that y'all were mm-hmm. saying all of this about we need our own award shows for this and that and, you know, whatever. Y'all have yet to start one. Because mm-hmm. in, in six years, you have more than enough time to start one. And look, and y'all got amongst all of y'all that got all the money, who made all that money, y'all got enough money amongst all of y'all to be able to create our own, our own thing, our own thing, build our own facility and everything. If you really wanted to start one, the bottom line is it was not really about getting our own show or starting our own show. It was about you really wanted that fucking Oscar and you was pissed that you got snubbed. So we're going to boycott it until we get one. Right. That's it that's it that's a good that's very you 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 brought it you made it happen you done <laughs> broke it down you done broke it down like it couldn't be broken down anymore i love it that makes sense that makes a hundred percent sense my sister that's deep right there that's deep what you just said <laughs> it's, it goes way deeper than that it's also the fact that when we do have our own stuff Y'all don't take it as serious. That's true. Somebody made a really good point and brought up people are always saying black award shows aren't as as good as the white award shows. They're not as big. They're not as, you know, whatever. When we do do black award shows, like for instance, Omarion was pissed that he did not get a Grammy for that song, Post the Beat. 
with Chris Brown and um Janae Aiko, Aiko, however you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was pissed he did not get a Grammy for that. But he did get um I forgot what was the award, but it was like a black award or whatever. Mm-hmm. He did get an award for that. They're calling his name. Nigga not even there. He ain't even show up. And they do that a lot at the black award shows. Like they'll be up to win an award and don't even fucking show up. Mm-hmm. But y'all yeah, because guess what? To be seen at the fucking white award shows. Yeah, it's it's a it's a certain level of self hate because bottom line is, we don't even value ourselves to even want to be able to participate in something we create our own to recognize each other. That's 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 a sick. That's a dysfunctional. That's some dis- dysfunctional mindset right there, How and that's so unfortunate. The BET Awards, and they be calling people name, and they not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. It's and sad. they be like, I'm gonna take this award uh, on behalf of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, really think about but, it. Yeah. Same thing with black media, black celebrities will go out their way to make sure they stop by every white media outlet but mm-hmm. they walk right past black media outlets mm-hmm. absolutely yep just yep, what, because... about two weeks ago Stevie J had an interview with a with a black blogger and was getting head during the interview what what y'all didn't see that no nope so okay this black blogger I can't I can't remember her name right now she's on YouTube I'm gonna send it to y'all when I find it but she had an interview like a live YouTube video interview with Stevie J um and he comes on the on the screen he's laying in bed you could clearly hear the girl slurping and jerking you kind of see a little bit of her hair or whatever he moaning and groaning and shit while this girl is trying to give him an interview. Like she's trying to ask him questions and shit and he's getting head during the fucking interview. He'd have never did that with a white media outlet. Wow. <laughs> what in the entire? Wow. That is crazy. Man. That is crazy. Wow. I mean, like just got head the entire time, girl. He ain't even tried. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, let me do this interview, girl. Get a, like back up off me while I do this interview and whatever, whatever. Like, no, nah, it's the fact that she's slurping and stuff. Like she into it, even though I'm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is crazy, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, only on bare bones. Can we get to the nitty gritty, to the bare bones of the issues? Okay. <laughs> oh my God. We gotta start taking our own people serious, our own stuff serious mm-hmm. first. They're not gonna take yeah. us serious until we start taking us serious. Yeah, they want to finish right. so bad instead mm-hmm. of making their own lane. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Woo. Yo. Tonight yeah. was special. I mean, because I um filed some sexual assault charges or something like that against DVD. Because what the hell you got going on? Oh, hold up, hold up. Let me help you understand, Kyla. Homegirl felt that it was an honor for her. To- <laughs> To be on Stevie J, okay? 
she was like look this was her chance for that was her claim to fame what she probably real happy with that opportunity but the fact that, that she still was doing the interview exactly she, she was uncomfortable but she's oh, also real? kind of new so you could tell she wasn't sure if she should be like I'm oh my god and then the interview should I keep going with the interview you could tell she she wasn't sure what she should do or not she was uncomfortable this is crazy it's like who are the producers of this show like what the heck I mean it was you, um, it was like a the video dis- conference call style interview so the interviewer was on like one side and Stevie J was on like the other side of the screen or whatever <laughs> it was like a video conference call but <laughs> while you're watching the video you can look at the interviewer's face in her in her little screen and you can tell that <laughs> not even sure if she you could tell she's like I'm trying to push through and be professional with this interview to get the interview but you could also tell that she was kind of uncomfortable it's ridiculous I'm laughing now it's it's actually sad it's crazy but it's like what I'm going I'm trying to figure out is okay we are on live television or we on YouTube we on social media we live you are being interviewed and you got the nerve to be on a bed getting hit and thinking that it's okay to still go through with this thing on top of that, wait, just don't make on. no sense to me. Him and um, Faith Evans not together no more. Um, from reports, no, cause she cheated. That's the allegations. Now, what <laughs> I've been hearing <laughs> is that um, they both on that booger sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say about Jocelyn, but. Okay. <laughs> I've been hearing they both on that booger sugar and that um basically the money ran out. And after the wow. money ran out and they couldn't get high no more, then they just started fighting and shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And basically they realized they ain't really got shit in common like talking about they was just high. <laughs> wow. Which I mean I hear that with a lot of couples that like meet each other on some we're either alcoholics together or we do drugs together type stuff like I I have a model friend um who was open and honest with me about her situation she said that she had an alcohol problem and when she, at the time that she met her husband he also was an alcoholic so they would just get drunk together all the fucking time and because they were drunk all the time they thought they was having fun they thought they loved each other and everything but she said when he made the choice to get sober first um, and then she got sober after him. She realized they really didn't have nothing in common. She really didn't like him like that. Wow. And this is after they done been married and they got their two kids in. She realized that mm. they really weren't compatible like that. They really didn't have nothing in common. They were just drunk all the fucking time. You know what? Mm. I can't even lie. I thought I, I thought it was going to be like that with me. Because I, I was high most of my life. And then when I decided... Like, people be really shocked that before my husband got clean, he smoked, like, all the time. So, it's like, um, people used to be shocked when they'll be, like, rotating the blunt around me. And I just be like, um, no, I'm good. What you mean you good? I don't smoke. What you mean you don't smoke? 
so it's just like once I got clean, it was like I was thinking like him smoking all the time was gonna trigger something, but then I realized my mind will was too strong. Hmm. That's what's up. I just thought I was gonna be like, nah, we high together. I love him because we high. <laughs> we ride or die. I, I mean, I hear that a lot with couples like that, though. Like, especially mm. couples that do like drugs together, whether it be pills, heroin, whatever. I don't hear it so much with weed, but like, like pills, heroin, stuff like that. Usually, it's once one of them gets sober, or once they both get sober, they realize they really don't fuck with the other person like that. They would just, they just had a buddy to do drugs with. They mm-hmm. basically. I don't have money. That's why I brought them together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have It was money. the drugs. But I know wow. my other person got the money. Wow. Take turns getting it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. So. I definitely have lived a sheltered life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of the stuff y'all been talking about, I was like, okay, I do live under a rock. What you mean? <laughs> no, like sometimes I just be listening. Like um, somebody that listened to our show, they was like, "You be having a lot of questions." I be like, "Cause I be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I ain't heard that when that happened." I'm Patrick, y'all. My hi, I'm Patrick. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you. So that's the rumor I heard. I heard they was just snorting that booger sugar together, and they done ran out of fucking money. So I feel like, oh yeah, well you know the rumors was they wanted to, she cheated, so that's why they broke up and she beat on him and all kind of stuff. He like, oh well, you want to leave me? It's cool. I'm gonna get head while I'm doing the interview, so you can see I'm getting head. Wow. How about that? Hmm. But she probably was cheating with the drug dealer, cause shit, when she run out of money, you ain't got nothing but coochie to give it. Yeah, you go exactly. I'm Faith Evans. I got fake Evans coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one more chick. Yeah, I'm about to oh, insane to you. <laughs> Making it as soon as you get home, pussy. <laughs> but you know, they say the same thing about him and Jocelyn, that they was just high on coke all the damn time. Yeah, that's right. why I said I was gonna say that about her, but I was like, okay, I'm not gonna go there. But since you, since you brought us there, um, yeah, she, she, that's what it is. She high as hell, and you could tell when she's not high and when she is high, cause when she's not high, she just be sitting there and she just be letting people do stuff. And then the moment she high, she it's this big old monster that comes out like she do it like it's her birthday. <laughs> Mm. Girl, that is so I thought about that damn clip that everybody using on TikTok, girl, where she was like, "Why they so pressed about you? What you do to them?" And that girl was like, "Baby," she said, "Do it like it's your birthday." I'm telling oh, you, my I can't take oh, Jocelyn. Yeah. Every time I look at Jocelyn, I see that video of her in the studio hollering and screaming, sweating <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> talking about drinking some Hennessy. And all I, I was like, I know that bitch was full of that coke that night. You can't tell me she wasn't full of that coke. You could see it all in her eyes. 
she just screaming and howling like she's not even rapping no more. She it just is. crazy. And look, sometimes like you be like, okay, she trying to do something. Here she come with this finish that's all off beat and everything else, and it's just like, okay, never mind. You tried. <laughs> Girl. Oh my God! What people will things people will do for money? They make idiots famous. It's 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 dumb people fault. Yep. <laughs> they gotta be able to be a puppet. They make control the manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this concludes tonight's bare bones podcast thank you for joining in everybody thank you for coming chill with us listen to us talk shit listen to us clown listen to us talk about <laughs> our serious topics whatever you are here for we here to give it to you it seems so, like it was mostly tea time tonight okay. tonight yeah tonight was special <laughs> there was a lot to talk about a whole lot to talk about and there's always gonna be a whole lot more Good night. Everybody be safe. Good Watch night, everyone. He's slapping. He's loving slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> night, everyone. Y'all be good. Be safe. <laughs>